Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined, as always, by two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor and Ike. Amid all the craziness with the coronavirus pandemic, how grateful are you that you own a Peloton? I know you're a huge Peloton fan and you're grinning right now, but what a wild time we're in right now. Yeah, you know, I just switched it up, Mark. I done went from the Peloton to running back outside. So I think I do three days now on a Peloton because the last three weeks, I've been going hard on the Peloton. You know, I've been going like two, three times on the Peloton and like, trying to get, you know, four miles in 10 minutes, which is very hard. But at the same time, you know, since what's been going on, which is the coronavirus, man, I've just been outside getting some fresh air. And if you need, you know, a distraction from that, we hope to provide you that on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Also, check out Ike's Instagram page, too. You have some awesome fitness challenge with you and some of your former Steelers teammates. You know, you and James Harrison have been going back and forth. Yeah, me and Debo. Debo sent a fitness challenge, the 10 push-ups with somebody on your back, your kids on your back, fitness challenge. To me, Ryan Clark and Troy. So uh, I said, look, man, I'm getting tired of these push-ups, so let's see what's up with this plank challenge. And I put a a Flintstone on my back. If nobody knows what a Flintstone is, that's a 45-pound weight. We call it a Flintstone, born in rubble, old school. So put it on my back, did that for like two, two minutes. I think it was two minutes to five seconds. So. I know Debo probably smoked it because I saw his uh, his Instagram. So we had his two dogs around the man and one of his sons on his back, Henry, I think. So it's just good to challenge, you know, trying to entertain, but at the same time show people how we get along, how we work out, how we stay in touch. And Ike, when you just had that blank expression on your face, it's just like, well, this is why this guy played the NFL for 12 years, just because – it looked like it was nothing. And then towards the end, you started shaking. And it was like, oh, man. And it's just like, think about just doing a plank for a minute on your own, let alone two, with the 45-pound weight on your back. I, I was blown away. I had a friend who upped the push-up challenge from 10 to 30. And I, I did it. I can do that. But the first take that I did it, my recording stopped. So then I had to go back and do it again. So it's just like I had to rest up a little bit. But uh just any kind of distraction out there amid everything that's going on. I would urge any of the listeners, listen to what the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, listen to what they're saying, listen to your local officials, social distance, and we're going to get through all this right now with what is a very serious scenario. Good news is, at least in terms of the NFL offseason, that's been rolling along. Tom Brady leaving for the Patriots for the Bucks. that was huge news, and it looks like now that the NFL draft is on schedule for April, too. The NFL is not going to bump that back either. So there's a lot of excitement. And as we start to hopefully move back to normalcy, it'll be nice to see that moving forward just with all the different cancellations that have gone on. Yeah, it's a bad time with this coronavirus. I think people are starting to see how important sports is to America, how important sports is to families, 
how important sports get you or off whatever you're going through in life, how important them stories are, them free agent stories, them sleeping, them homeless, sleeping in the car stories. Like, and so a guy wind up making it like people start to see as much as, oh, I don't know why a guy gets paid this much. Like, okay, I see why sports in general is important to the United States and to the world. So it's a, it's a safe haven. You know, whatever you're going through in life, whatever sport you like, you can always fall back on that sport to get you kind of in a relaxed zone. You know, sports is one of the only things in life, regardless on what your religion, color, skin tone, ethnic background, for that particular moment, two and a half, three hours, all of us come together. You know, it's just like going to church. So that's the good thing about sports, regardless on where you're from, it just brings you together and kind of create a family atmosphere in the stadium, you know? So you can just tell by college, they building 100, 150,000, you know, attended stadiums. You can, you know, NFL building 70,000 attended stadiums. Uh, we're not even gonna go into soccer. You know, soccer is very huge. It's getting to be a part of United States sports, but soccer is very huge. You know, them boys playing 200,000 attended stadiums. So, Sports is just is is just good for people in general, you know. And I think that's what people, you know, they say you don't miss it till it's gone, you know. And I and now I think people starting to realize how important sports is. Um, even the players, you know, me being retired is just it's just fun to watch. You know, it's fun to watch young guys. It's fun to compare. Like, dang, this little dude like me. It's just fun to compare and watch, and see the growth and development of, of young stars becoming great. It's a uniter. And for my newspaper job in Sarasota, Florida, I talked to a bar manager and I, both you and I are in Florida. The bars are closed here. Restaurants, you can only get takeout. Pretty much the only businesses that are open are grocery stores, convenience stores, um, you know, pharmacies. And I know it's in a lot of different states throughout the entire country. And, you know, your heart goes out to that person who's expecting people to be here visiting for spring training with Major League Baseball, people who are expecting to be able to watch March Madness, the NCAA tournament with the cancellation of that, people that are visiting Florida on spring break because of how big tourism here is in the state. And so your heart goes out to those people and the people that have to consider, you know, am I going to have to lay off my employees? Am I going to have to take out a loan for the time being? You know, what am I going to do to be able to pay my own rent or my own mortgage? And that's what I, I hope if anything comes out of that, we can see people unite together and come together to overcome this. And you're going to hear a lot of the same things of we're in this together, or I am not a doctor. There are so many of those, you know, catchphrases that are going on right now. But if anything, with everything that's going on with this pandemic worldwide right now, I hope we can unite together to get through this. Tough times don't last long. Tough people do. And this is what this is all about. So at the same token, you just, and, and I want people to understand, yeah, we should be here for each other, you know, but it's, it's always, this been going on way before the biblical days. It's always been a chain of command, low class, high class, you know, and middle class. I mean, it's sad to say, but at the same time, you know, now you understand, like, it's good to say, it's good not to live check to check. It's good to make the dollar stretch because you never know when tough times are coming. Uh, at the same time, on another note, 
now people are starting to see how important health is. So now the doctor ain't got to tell you twice, hey, man, you should change your diet or you should walk more around your neighborhood. Now you start to see, and what people got to understand, the reason why I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm ignorant to the coronavirus, it's just I felt like I built my immune system up so good while I was young, from the chicken pox to the flu. Um, I mean, we was catching the flu like every three or four years. And really, the vaccine to the flu is the flu. So people who go get the vaccine, they're really getting the flu. They just trying to build their immune system up to fight it off. Uh, when I had the chicken pox, which I got it from my sister, first thing my mama did to me and my other two sisters was, y'all stay in the house or y'all catch the chicken pox at the same time. And we like, why? So y'all can build y'all immune system and get this over with. The only vaccine with chicken pops is sitting in oatmeal. That's what we did. We sat in oatmeal in the bathtub so we wouldn't itch. That was the remedy. So this coronavirus, it's a mutated virus and it enhances whatever you have bad going on in your body. And usually, um, you know, what you got bad is what you put in your body. Some of it is genetics. I agree, some of it is genetics, but we have a DNA which we can mutate, either go the opposite way by not making it stronger or helping ourselves out by living longer. And that's all a daily diet of eating and working out good. So, you know, back in the day, they used to clown me on, you know, not eating meat and, and, and not doing this and always working out. But now I'm stress-free. Like, I'm like, coronavirus, where it's at? Because my, my body need to take it on so it can get rid of it. That's just how it is. So, and that's cool. one of the concerns that medical experts have is that a young person might be a carrier, either be asymptomatic or show very mild symptoms, and then give it to someone who's older, someone who might have underlying health issues. And typically from what we've seen with the mortality rates is that the people that actually die of coronavirus tend to be a bit older. So that's exactly what you're talking about, Ike, is that's one thing with all of this that I think is really eye-opening to me is that the mortality rate is measured by how many people who do die divided by the number of positive test cases that there are. Say if you or I actually have coronavirus, but we're not showing any symptoms. I think of a guy like Utah Jazz guard Donovan Mitchell, who did not have the corona or who has who tested positive for the coronavirus, but he didn't have any symptoms. He was still planning on playing when the NBA was still in action. And he was ready to go. He was ready to play. But it comes back to he has the positive test. But again, he wasn't showing any symptoms. You know, once he self-quarantines and gets over this, he's going to be okay. The concern is that someone like Donovan Mitchell could then pass it to someone else who would be more susceptible to this virus. So I think that's yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, just look at Coach Sean Payton. He had it tested positive yep. for it. Yep. Then it just came out a couple of days later. He was good. He got tested again and it was gone. So everybody's body is different. I just want people to be aware of how important dieting is and just staying active is because um, what you put into your body, that's your temple. So you can enhance if you want to on living good or you can kind of speed up the pace on getting six feet in the dirt, something you don't want to do. So basically what I'm saying is listen to the doctor. You know, if you're a doctor, if you get your daily checkups, listen to Doc, because Doc is telling you what you need to do, 
for you to prolong on living in Earth. That and then I do think social distancing right now, it's not ideal for anyone. People have been working from home. I'm one of them. But social distance as much as you can now until we get through all this. Ike, let's take a quick break, tell you about our first presenting sponsor, True Classic Tees. Super excited to tell you about them. Style is changing, formal wear is out, and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in LA, and it's a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The t-shirts are soft, they hold up in the wash, and are incredibly versatile. You can wear them out, you can wear them to work, or around the house, and a lot of us will be doing plenty of that for the foreseeable future. And the best part is about True Classic Tees is they're incredibly cheap, only $15, and now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Ike, NFL free agency well underway and I swear we're going to record this episode and then find out after the fact where Jameis Winston is going to wind up. Don't it always happen like that? I swear this is going to happen. This is going to happen where as soon as I post this, it will be Jameis Winston signs with this team. But I've been a guy where I think that Jameis Winston long-term probably isn't your answer, but I think you could get a great value on Winston for the next season or two, depending on how long he signs a contract for. I think he'd be a good fit for Pittsburgh. I think also down in New Orleans under Sean Payton, because Teddy Bridgewater is now with the Carolina Panthers. I think those would be two good fits for Winston. What say you, Ike? Winston, to help Winston out, he will have to go to a team on how he played at Florida State. So he would need a Calvin Benjamin, which is a tall receiver. He would need a running game, which he had at Florida State, and Dalvin Cook. And he would need a top five defense, which he had at Florida State. So Jameis is Jameis, and I've been around Jameis a few times. He's naturally funny. He's a good dude, and he's a natural leader. That's, there, there, ain't, there ain't no faking about it. Could be corny at times, but that's just that's just James. But at the same time, you can't take away how successful he was in college. And I'm looking at I'm looking at it like for him to be successful as he was in college, he gotta go back. That situation gotta fit him how it fit fitted him in the Florida State days. Like he gotta have that kind of it gotta be the exact like he had Mike Evans. Last year, they really didn't have a running game like that. Their defense was okay. You got to put a pitch count on him as far as throwing the ball. You know, he, he might get hot one time but or twice a year. But you, for a guy like him, and he's mobile, but he's not a Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes mobile. He's not an Aaron Rodgers mobile. He's right in between that Dak. Drew Brees, Tom Brady mobile. Can we go can we go somewhere with you what you just said about Tampa? Mike Evans, great receiver. Chris Godwin looks like he's promising young receiver. But Mm -hmm. beyond that, everyone's acting like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are this Pro Bowl roster. And I know OJ Howard was a stud in college at Alabama. The dude only had 34 receptions last year. And yeah, the running game, I I think with Brady going to the Bucs, people are gonna find out that. 
yeah, Winston's interceptions were a problem last year, 30, the 30-30 season. The fumbles were a problem last season. It, so turnovers overall with Winston. But I think you're going to find out that it wasn't all Winston's fault. And I think that, with that being said, I think he's been very undervalued as a quarterback this offseason as a result of that. You're talking about a franchise with the Bucks. The second longest active playoff drought in the NFL. The Bucs haven't made the playoffs since 2007, Ike. That was the year Twitter launched. You're talking about a playoff drought. Only the Cleveland Browns have a longer active playoff drought. So while I'm not saying give Winston a five-year contract at 20-plus million per season, what I'm saying is, is you might be able to get a tremendous value for him for the next year or two as he tries to resurrect his career. See, I thought Jameis would have been good in Chicago. I think Jameis would be good with the Patriots. I think Jameis would be good with the Steelers. And all these teams I'm naming have good defenses and a pretty good running game. Now, getting back to the Bucks, it was 7-9. Mm-hmm. And Jameis did a, a ESPN without doing the ESPN going 30 for 30. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now think about this. It's one thing you do know about Tom Brady, Mark. He don't turn the ball over. And add three more games. Let's say four. That's playoffs. Now you can see everybody and their mama want to come down to Tampa. Why? Because now Tom Brady is free. And what people don't understand about Tom Brady is he's one of the guys. Like he's not the quarterback in the bubble. He's one of the guys we we're going to the bar. That's where we're going. I don't want no steakhouse. I need Taco Tuesdays. I need the hole in the wall, local bar. This is what we're doing. Okay, so, but hang on, though, Ike. Who have the Bucks gotten? Other So they, re, they put they, the franchise they, tag on Shaq Barrett, and they re-signed Sue. Who else have they gotten? So you, you, you re-signed the key courses. So Tom Brady haven't had a, a Mike Evans. He can deal with a, a good one, up and coming. Now, they're going to draft a receiver. Believe me, they're going to draft a receiver because it's deep. And they're going to draft a receiver who e- either taking the top off the roof or a slot receiver like Julian Edelman or Wes Walker. That's what they're going to do. We all know what Tom Brady can do with a tight end. Last year, he didn't have a tight end. Now, we can say what we want to say about O.J. Howard. Well, it would be great usage to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks with O.J. Howard now because now you can't stack the box. Now I'm not asking O.J. to go into eight-man max protect and help Jameis out because we got two guys and two-man running route. Now he's free, so now he can have them underneath the routes. Now he can go up the seams. It's going to be a little different. Tom Brady is opening up this offense and a running back. So you deep at receivers and running backs in this draft. What does Tom Brady like? He loves using his running backs coming out of the backfields who can catch. So it's a perfect draft for what Tom Brady needs. It's a perfect team, which Tom Brady needed, and Mike Evans and Goodwin, O.J. Howard. So I'm going to get me a slot receiver and a running back who can come out of the backfield. The Dominican Sue just resigned. He don't need no money. He can retire if he wants to. So you know what? Let me go one for eight. It's up to eight. So it might be one for five. With incentives and all that, 
is just one for eight. Make it look good as an agent. I get all that. On the defensive side, we can still draft defense. So I can go two on offense, and I can load up on defense. Who is my defense coordinator? Ty Bowles. Ty Bowles know what he's doing on defense. That's one thing I do know about Ty Bowles. I will say I'll one be- thing about the Bucks defense too, Ike, is they had the worst starting field position, largely because of and a lot of the turnovers that Winston point, had. Mark, when you give the ball up 30 times, not including fumbles, my defense going to get burned out. They're going to get tired, bro. So that's 30 more extra possessions without the fumbles. That's 30 more extra possessions you give an opponent. I'll say this. I'm not drinking the Bucks Kool-Aid for this because Brady's going to be 43 by the time this season starts. Yeah. I know he took a little bit less money at 25 right now, per season. I'm not drinking it. I'm not drinking it. He's going to be 43 mm-hmm. with incentives. He's going to be making 30 mil a year. I don't think he's the same guy. We forget this about the Patriots, Ike. The reason why the Patriots were good last season is because of their defense. Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year last year. And you could blame that on, oh, well, the Patriots as an organization didn't put the players around Brady that they needed to to have offensive success. That's why the team brought in Antonio Brown. That's why the team brought in Josh Gordon. And things didn't work out there with those players. At 43 years old, at some point, it's not so much for me about Brady. It's more so about the ineptitude of the Buccaneers franchise that we've seen for more than a decade now. Well, some people, you just got to throw the number out the window, bro. And I'm throwing, I'm throwing the number out the window. Like, if you would have mentioned, now, if you want to talk about Phillip Rivers, I'm throwing it all the way out the window. But Tom Brady... The man said he wanted to play till he was 45. He's 43. He's on a two-year deal. The money is fully guaranteed. So Tom Brady, even though you're looking at his age and father of time, it'll catch, it'll catch everybody. But right now, between Tom Brady and father of time, they got something going on. So that, what are you what saying, though, at. with the Bucks, though, Ike? I want to know this. Do you think just uh, playoff appearance – do you think that they're actually a contender in the NFC? Because think about it. When the last time they've been in the playoffs? 2007. So that's my whole point. It's cool to get this playoff experience. So now we get this playoff experience. Tom Brady becomes 44, surrounded by a bunch of young kids under the second year under this B.A. slash Tom Brady. Just listen. Under this B.A. slash Tom Brady offense, Man, we ain't, we ain't feel this way since 2007. So now I see why. So now Tom Brady has two years under B.A. in the offense. Take the age out. Because you can say the same thing about LeBron James. LeBron been playing for them in what, 19, 17, 18 years? Since 03, but yeah, whatever the math is on that. The man been playing football since 03, bro. That's a long time, bro. You, with some people is what I'm saying. I'm not saying no, but you got to acknowledge it, Mark. You, you got to, at some point in time, you got to take that out. Y'all saying that about me at 39. With some people, the way this little dude work out at 39, with some people, you just got to take the number out. You have to admit that saying that, okay, even if they get the playoff experience this year, Tom Brady at 44, that's just a ridiculous way to start a sentence for 
really almost anyone else. You mentioned you know why, Brady and LeBron James, you know but it, does that not feel rare. does that it's not feel goofy to you though? It's rare. See when you when you get on the privates and you can go up to sixty thousand and everybody on commercial they can't go no higher than thirty five. When you up there, it's rare because there really ain't nobody up there with ice. <laughs> ain't nobody up there with ice. That's what Tom Brady at man. He's just a rare dude. He's rare. He can play his style and where he's going. He can play two more years. I'm still amazed that he left the Patriots where he won 11 consecutive division titles to a team that just has no brand. Like they just, they've been irrelevant since the Bucs have been irrelevant since they won the Super Bowl back in the day with Gruden and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and that team that was loaded on defense. You looking at 2007, man, that's about to be 2025. And you, you, ain't looking, I, you ain't looking at the pieces to the puzzle. Look, I understand that you need to look forward and what's ahead of you, and you can't look toward the past, but you can learn from the past. That's the only point I'm trying to make. But man, for me, it's long, not so much an indictment on Brady. It's an indictment on the Brady Bucks. Was the starter, how long were the Patriots going to drought? <laughs> Think about it. No, I'm just asking. How, how long the Patriots was on the drought? You're talking about the greatest player ever who is, you know, whose best days are now behind him, though. He's going to be 43. And, that, and that's cool. It, see, and he see, wasn't the reason it, for the you, team's success at, last year. Best, you're looking at the best days. I'm looking at the leadership and what he's bringing to a generation who feels entitled. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. This generation, these young kids feel entitled. If James Harrison tells me Tom Brady was the first one in the meeting room, and the last one to leave the building, how everybody else got to fall in line, Mark? How Mike Evans, even though he's getting paid, got to fall in line? I'll, so I'll buy that coach, in terms of coach, culture. I'll as a buy coach, that. You make, Tom is making – first of all, Tom got everybody jobs that didn't need jobs. That's one in New England because we started to see that. <laughs> That's one. Two, as a coach, Tom Brady is making – Everything so now I ain't gotta find these guys no more. I ain't gotta sit them out in the first half no more because everybody looking at the goat and be like, "Oh, this why the goat been playing twenty? Cause the goat putting in work. Yeah, the goat putting in work. Okay, so now he's a people person and he's one of the boys. And I can just look at his resume. Oh, y'all playing with the goat? I'm playing for the goat. I look at how these young kids gonna look at Tom Brady. We looked at Dick LeBeau the same way. We all had our own goals, individual goals. But the way Dick LeBeau carried himself, the way he treated us, we didn't want to let him down. Tom got a bunch of young guys over there at the Tampa Bay Bucks. I guarantee you, when all this quarantine and this coronavirus clear, when they get around Tom, did you see what Tom asked Coach B.A.? With the phone numbers. What do you, what, Tom, what do you need? B.A., give me all my teammates' numbers. Man, you know how important that is, man? Mark, you know how important it is? So you looking at you looking at on the field. Man, you know how psychologically, you know how important if Tom Brady call you and be like, hey, bro, I know this is my first year. What can I do to help what I need to do? I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to put this work in. Man, you know how important, man, you know how important that is, Mark? Well, the culture change is something that needed to happen for a while now. And I could get to all the off the field crap with Winston 
and it's not just Winston, but again, the organization as a whole, Ike, it's, it's, all, it's all leadership, ownership, and management. In 2017, when Jason Light, the general manager, says that Winston is the greatest leader he's ever been around in anything, I'm calling BS on that. I'm calling BS on that. You're smiling because you know I'm right about that. So in terms of the culture that needs to be changed, can Tom Brady do it in a year or two in the, in the twilight of his career? I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Laughing. I'm laughing because I guess you forgot what I said earlier. I said, Jameis Winston is a natural leader. That, that's he? exactly what is I said he? earlier. Jameis Winston, he ain't trying hard. To, you don't win at a school at Florida State where it's nothing but high first round and dogs and Hall of Famers come from Florida State. You don't win a national championship. You don't think that the E to W pregame speech is the stupidest thing you've ever seen? You don't win a national championship game by not being a leader. We're talking about something. You you want to bring up time, Ike. How long ago? What was that? that, 2012, 2013, 5, 10 years ago. It was 2007, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we can go back and forth. All I heard was Ike 2007, Tom Brady 2007, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So where are we going? I'm talking, and it's not just 2007. That's the last time the team made the playoffs. So they've had 08, 09, 10, and, and hence so, dude, I, all I the way to nine where they you haven't made think, the playoffs. You think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will make the playoffs this year? I think maybe they'll get in as a wild card. I do not no, like no, them no, to no, win no, the no, NFC no, South. No, 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 no. I, I didn't ask how. Yes or no? If they get in, it'll be as a wild card. This, no, no, no. Do you think they're getting this year? Yes or no? I think the Saints are a better team. So in their division, I, I, no. I, I, in their, di- I, 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 I don't think they'll Bay win Bucks. the division if they get in. It'll be as a wild card. Do you think the Tampa Bay Bucks will get in the playoffs this year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know. Think the Tampa Bay, this, we have to see. Saying, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, we can't answer that because the draft hasn't happened yet either. Oh no! no Free agency's no, no, no. not I'm over. You can't answer it. I'm gonna answer it. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks will get in the playoffs. All right. All right. Do you think the Tampa Bay Bucks will get in the playoffs? I don't think they'll win the division. I'll no, no, say no, that. No, 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 no. I, I didn't say division. <laughs> you think right now, no. Right now, no. Right now, no. But I, I, I want to see what the team does in the draft. If they get another guy on offense. It, it, there's a so lot that will so happen between now and then. You don't think Tom Brady's good for three games? Three more winning games? You don't think he's good for three games? I think you're going to find out that Winston wasn't the only problem on the Buccaneers. No, 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 no. The, the problem – the problem is turning the ball over. I don't think Winston was the issue. Winston was the main issue. Mark, you're not keeping a quarterback that throw 30 picks, bro. I agree you're, Brady's you're, an upgrade over Winston. I'm with you there. I'm with 30 you there. Picks, 30 picks. We ain't even talking about fumbles. I know. 30 I know. picks? <laughs> Mark, you know how many other possessions these teams getting? Yeah, and putting your defense in a terrible position if, not, if it's not Horrible a pick six. If it's not a pick six. 30 picks, bro. <laughs> 30 picks. Ike, let's take a quick break. While you're waiting this out at home with us, you can have some fun betting at betonline.com with no NBA, NHL, MLB, or really any sports for the foreseeable future. You might think that there's nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager. Their online casino and poker and blackjack are available. And there are also other things that you can bet on, like American Idol, the elections, and several other things. They're still fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus 
on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. Bet online, the fun never ends. Ike, let's go here. Of the other quarterbacks that are available, you got Andy Dalton. Bengals are going to draft Joe Burrow, it looks like, with the number one overall pick. Cam Newton, former MVP, now a free agent. You've got Joe Flacco out on the market. Is there anyone else out there that you think Send could- Cam to Miami, man. What are we waiting on, man? Why are we going to send Cam to Miami, man? Like, we, 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 we just waiting. We go on send Cam. Go on send Cam to Miami. Get Tua. Let Tua rest up over his hip injury. And we're going we go, we to be good. Let Flacco be the second string backup in Miami. Just let him be the backup. Just let him be the backup just in case Cam. Go on get Cam to Miami, man. No love for the bearded wonder Ryan Fitzpatrick, huh? Abracadabra nah. and Nah. <laughs> nah, go ahead on get Cam. Get get Cam to Miami, yeah. man. Get him I to think, Miami, bro. I thought that or maybe the Chargers would make a lot of sense. New stadium out in LA. I know the Chargers aren't much of a Coach brand Lane, on the Coach LA Lane sports team. Taylor, but yeah, that's yeah, Did you see they were did you see they were working out together? Cam and Yeah, that, that 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 that's his guy, bro. He been he been with Tyrod from Cleveland to Buff. Like that's his guy. That's his guy. He gonna ride or die with it. He gonna ride or die with Tyrod. Now they probably drive for him, but from the start of the season, he gonna ride or die with uh, Tyrod Taylor. So yeah, it looks like right now the Chargers. I think they have a quarterback need, even if they do decide to start Tyrod. Whether they looks like they're gonna draft one, and then the Patriots. I'm not buying that the Patriots are gonna be sticking with Jarrett Stidham, the former Auburn quarterback. Yeah, I am. And then I'm Brian not- Hoyer. You're you think that one of those two guys are gonna start come week one? No, nah, they no. Nah, Brian is for the backup to teach the young kids. They don't don't forget Brown was over there a few times already. People, I guess people forgetting that Brown's already over there already. Stidman, you know, just coming from that coach staff, they they love Stidman what he brings to the table. So they they always felt like they can develop quarterbacks. So you ain't gotta like it. I I know when Tom Brady got when he got drafted, you didn't like the six round draft pick. I know you didn't like that. I know Antonio Brown got drafted. You ain't like it. I don't know if you remember Jerry Rice. I know when he got drafted late round, you ain't like it. Jared Stidham. Well, I love how you just put Jared Stidham and uh, Brady in the same sentence. Late round draft picks. You ain't like it. I'm I know you, you ain't crap. like it. I know you ain't like it. <laughs> I know you didn't like it. But, I mean, you do find the Aaron Rodgers in the second round. You do find the Russell Wilson in the third round. You can find them, guys. You can find them. Like, they're rare, but you can find them. So, I mean, and, you know, they keep – they meaning the New England Patriots. They keep everything close to the pocket. They don't say too much. But if the word's been out that they love their quarterback, their young guy, Stidman, right now, it's a reason why. Then you then McCordy come, like, listen to what the player's saying. Let's stop listening to us. Listen to what the player's say. McCordy said, man, we went, we went against them every week in practice. And he was making our games, for the most part, easy because he was on point on the scout team. Just start listening to what the players say. They trying to tell you the story, but we going back and forth with the media on trying to be fans. So if a defensive player, I'm like, we said the same thing about Big Ben. We had Tommy Maddox. When T-Matt was the, when, when he was a starter and Big Ben came and went against the scout team, we was like, oh, <laughs> we got somebody special because he was slinging that thing. Now, you got somebody, Tom Brady, who already slinging the thing, and you got to back up a young guy from Auburn 
And the defensive players, like, man, he's making the job easy for us when we're going into the games. They're saying a lot, Mark. They're saying a lot. I just think with – it's just unproven. And wouldn't you want – maybe that's why they bring in Hoyer, but with some of these other guys that are out there, whether – you know, pick your, pick your whichever guy you want, whether that's Andy Dalton, Cam, whoever, Jameis, whoever you want. No, they – James, I, I would want someone a proven. little bit more proven than, than James, Stidham. Jameis has proven to win eight games. Cam had one good year where he was the league MVP. Chase Daniels is good for four games. The Beard, Fitzpatrick, he's good. He's good for six to eight games. So you're saying unproven, but all these proven guys you're talking about, they're good for six to eight games throughout the whole season. So I'd rather start my young kid and just go through the wash with him, at least get him prepared. At least he can win me seven games to go through what the vet has been giving me his whole career, six to eight games. So I keep paying a veteran quarterback in Fitzpatrick all this money, and he's proven to me he's been good for six to eight games. And I keep giving Chase Daniels good backup money, but he's proven to me he's good for maybe 18 quarters. <laughs> he might throw, he might throw a few passes for a whole season. <laughs> Think about it. Like I'll say this: said, even even if Stidham said. does, if Stidham stinks it up, then maybe the Patriots get a good draft pick in next season's draft. And I'm not saying that the Patriots will bottom okay. out and possibly get Hunter Lawrence or uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. But I do hear you in the sense that some of these more you know quote unquote proven guys, it's like sweet they'll get you to 500, but what does that get you? I would almost rather be a contender way at the top or completely bottom out. It's funny to me, Ike, because we talk about the strategy all the time in the NBA in terms of tanking to get a guy like, I don't know, Zion Williamson or Ja Morant, yet we never talk about this in football. And I understand in basketball, one guy can completely change the flow because you only got five players on the floor. But you're talking about the quarterback position. It can make a huge difference in winning and losing. I mean, that's what we've talked about in terms of quarterback play here on this podcast to this point on today's show. Yeah. I mean. I'm, I mean, why I'm do really... we never talk about that, though? We talk about tanking all the time in the NBA. And in the NFL, it's, it's hush, hush, no. We're, we're trying to win week in and week out. You, you can't have that both ways. There's only a few good quarterbacks in the league. And you're going to name five. And out of them five, they've been rotating playoff, AFC, NFC appearance, and Super Bowls. Right now, the majority of these quarterbacks, you can get me in a position throughout the season to have a bye week to become AF or NFC champions. But during the playoffs, Mark, we saw the recipe, bro. You got to run the ball and play good defense, bro. Like, so all, all that, all, all it's good for fantasy, it's good for the regular season. These quarterbacks. Because I really, I, I really felt like not Patrick Mahomes, and no disrespect to P-Mac, but the running back should have got the MVP, bro. P-Mac, he threw two picks. Don't forget, he threw two picks. That defense for KC, and that's what we talked about on our show, if that defense could turn up in the playoffs, it was going to give a few teams a lot of problems, which they did. William said the best for the Super Bowl. He said, man, they thought we was going to pass, but we ran the ball. 
Let me interject really quickly, Ike. If you want to go back and listen to our podcast after the Super Bowl, I remember I asked you, Ike, and I was like, are, are we sure that Patrick Mahomes is the Super Bowl MVP and that it's not Damian Williams? And you said this. You said, if we're even asking the question, you already know the answer. Right. Right. And I, I agree. Like, D. Williams, D. Williams won that Super Bowl, man. And that's no disrespect to P-Mac at all. But that man had a hell of a game. He had a hell of a game. And P-Mac probably played his worst game, you know, as a quarterback. And that was a discussion on a lot of, on a lot of shows the next day. Like, D. Williams should have got the Super Bowl MVP. So if it was a discussion, everybody was seeing the same thing. But getting back to this quarterback situation, it got to be a good balance, Mark. I mean, even Eli won two Super Bowls, but Eli had a hell of a defense and a, a few running backs. And he's a 500 quarterback, yeah. A few running backs. And, and, you know, maybe the question I asked you, I probably wasn't fair just because with your career, your Steelers team always won. They were consistently winners. And we talk all the time about how Coach Tomlin's never had a losing season and how far that dates back. Outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, with the league overall, the Steelers compete every single year. And if you look at that, just go look at the season-by-season results of the team. But it, it just cracks me up. It's astounding to me where this is commonplace in the NBA, and they've put in rules to where if you have the worst record now, your odds of getting the top pick aren't as high as they used to be because organizations and franchise were doing this in the NBA. Yet in the NFL, it's immediately dismissed. And it's like, again, you can't have that both ways. And maybe that wasn't a fair question to ask you based on your experience because you played for one of the best franchises, not only in all football, but in all sports. Yeah, I mean, even, but just think about it. Even the start of, even the start of Tom Brady's career, Ty Law, Richard Seymour, Vince Wolford, Rodney Harris, Ashante Samuel, Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis. Whew. But you're talking about a defense. They didn't really ask him to do too much. So, okay, we're grooming you to become the Tom Brady. Now, once we become the Tom Brady, then it's – but the man had a two-, three-year window to get groomed. Big Ben. Big Ben had the worst QB rating in Super Bowl history, in Super Bowl 40. Had a good window. Had, had at least six, seven years to get groomed with the defense he had. So, I mean, but you got to acknowledge when those guys are special because they become clutch. And that's what will make Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, even we can say what we want to say, but Dak has so many comebacks early in his career. But I'm talking about the guys who won Super Bowls, Big Ben, like that's what made them guys so clutch. Like that's what made we only remember the fourth, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. And that's any sport really. If it's coming back from basketball to football, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, man, give me the last possession, give me the last shot. The last five possessions, give me the ball. And that's what made Tom Brady, Big Ben. Even Aaron Rodgers, Eli, when it came to the playoffs, like, I told you this, and you can ask any player that played Eli, man, Eli's okay during the regular season, but 
You do not want to see him doing the play. I don't know what it is about Eli in the playoffs. He turned into a totally different person because he was clutch. You, he just had to get to the playoffs. It was a struggle for him to get to the playoffs. But those guys, man, it's just they got something in their veins and something mentally mental with them, Mark. They embrace the clutch moments, you know, and that's – and to see P-Mac, and I know we're going all over the place, but to see Patrick Mahomes embrace clutch moments is – and to see Lamar Jackson have fun on the field. And to see Russell Wilson even still – like, he, probably most underrated. Russell Wilson probably is the most underrated. To see those three guys – and Russell is the oldest. You know, he's on his way out. Phillip Rivers on his way out. Ben going to be on his way out. Tom Brady going to be, be on his way out. But to see – so we got another three coming. We got Russell, P-Mac, Lamar Jackson, and everybody will figure themselves out throughout the course of their career when it comes down to these other teams. But just to see the NFL in good hands with a new generation of quarterbacks is something I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch Burrow and then Lawrence in next year's draft too. So there's, I mean, there's a number of guys in this year's draft. I think a lot of it, a lot of the times it's a fit as well. So it's not just, Oh, this guy is, you know, everyone's talented, but it's, you know, how does he fit into what we're trying to do overall? Don't don't forget, don't forget Patrick Mahomes sat. He sat behind Alex. Uh, People, people be forgetting like Aaron Rodgers sat. Like, your good one sat, bro. They just had to sit. Eli sat. The only person who had really sit was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning come through the front door like, what we doing? With Wilson, too. I remember they signed Matt Flynn to that huge deal after that one big game he had. Initially, he was going to sit, too. And cut him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and no wrong with sitting. That's part of the growth and the maturity of understanding how it is to be the CEO. Because when you're the quarterback, you're the CEO. You ain't just another player. You the see, I was just another player. But Big Ben is a CEO. Aaron Rodgers is a CEO. Tom Brady is a CEO. Patrick Mahomes is a CEO. So I get why they get all the money, bro. The game revolves around them. The ball is always in their hands. One final thought from me about the quarterbacks, too. It cracks me up where it's like, oh, you're going to pay this guy $20 million a year. It's like that's what the median or the average salary is for right. a quarterback in the league. So – you're either going to have to pay a guy, and that's the average. So if you're better than that, you're going to make more than that. That always just cracks me up where people lose their minds because they see that the quarterback's making so much more than the other positions. There's a reason for that. Fist magic. Fist magic. Fist magic been getting paid for seven, six, seven games. <laughs> now he'll wow you. He'll wow you two or three games. And we'll go crazy, but then here go again. Like, man, he 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 he's he's like a drag racer doing the Indy 500. That means he starts off fast, and then it's a wrap. <laughs> Think about it. What, you know, I hear you. What, I hear drag, you. I hear you. what drag racer can win the Indy 500? None of them. You gonna win the first quarter mile? Then that's a wrap, baby. Gas gone. The cast is gone. I hear you. We'll take one final break. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has more than 
675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business's requirement perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. I, I kind of want to just end today's show and I know you have discussions with your former teammates. You keep in touch with them, people around the league. Peyton Manning turns down Monday night football. And I've heard that they offered him $20 million a year. I don't know if there is a single retired player otherwise that would turn that down. That is unbelievable to me. So me and my homeboy was looking at the top, the most paid players ever in football history. Guess who was at number one? In terms of contracts from the league. Guess, guess who was at number one? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. I lied. Number one was Eli. Peyton Manning was two. There's the only, the only thing Eli beat Peyton Manning, but yeah. Bro, when your last name is Manning and you turn down 20 million, you got something else coming down the pipeline. So... You think that he's got something else that would be even more lucrative than $20 million per season, just announcing one game per week? I know there's prep well, that man, goes into it. But... 20 million, he got to be making 40 off of other ventures. I don't want no 20. And then that's 20. That's 20 probably 30, 40 days out of the year. He ain't even got to work a whole year. We just talking about 30, 30 days out of the year. I don't even want it, man. Get that to somebody else, man. When somebody turned down 20, when somebody turned down 20, bro, 20 for 30 days, he's just doing football, football games, right? The Monday night football games, Thursday night I think night he would be games. really good at it, too. I think he would be tremendous he in the He would be. Now, he got personality. See, Tony is very insightful. But Peyton Manning is insightful with personality. You don't do Jimmy Kimmel shows and host Jimmy Kimmel shows and not have no personality, bro. You don't do a Peyton Manning show with host Tom Brady and not get the personality out of time. Like, he's built for that. So when I saw that, when I saw him turn it down, I was like, ooh. Well, he got something else coming down the pipeline. Maybe, like, ownership, or I know he's been rumored with – I don't think he would want to get back into coaching, but I would think some sort of front office role. He would I mean, Because he's still – I mean, he's – I've watched the Peyton's places on ESPN. It'll pop up from time to time. And he's been funny on that. I know he was hilarious when he hosted SNL several years ago, but I'm just sitting there and you look at some of the salaries of the other people in sports media. And when he's Tony the, Romo signed his $17 million he's, deal, it was like his passion, his love. So maybe he might take $20 million to coach a year. Like he might set the market. Like, when it's not work for you, he might look at being a commentator, being an analyst as, as work. Like I don't, I don't want like. Now you give me that. You give me fifteen per year to coach, and I do that all day because I don't look at that as a job. Like that's how you gotta look at. It. Like when you have that kind of money, and you're in a we call it position of power. When you're in a position of power, 
you turn down stuff that you don't want to do and you just want to do stuff that's passionate to you. And if you're talking about nearly $250 million just from playing in the NFL, that's not counting any endorsements or anything, you're talking about, I mean, I think it would be safe to say that Manning's probably, it's probably a little bit less than half a billion, but I mean, I would probably add another 50, 100 million on top of what he made as a player. Me and my brother, me and my brother close to a billion. I don't want the 20 million. We'll see what happens with it. Well, if he's turning this down, though, I mean, it's, again, to work 30 days, $20 million, pretty good gig there. And here's the thing, too, because it's on Monday night football, I know he likes going to his alma mater, the University of Tennessee, to go see football games there. If I call that work, I don't want to do it. I don't care care what the price is. If I call it work, I don't want to do it. I don't want – you can put a price on it. I, I just don't. You giving me twenty more million dollars means what? And I'm damn that half a billion. And I don't want to do it. See, we talk we talking about it because it is it looks good for us. Like, hold up. <laughs> but he like, yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. Like, I don't know I don't how many to... I don't know how many former football players would have turned this down though. I think he would only be one of a handful. Yeah, no, we you just Google who 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 the top paid. So Eli's Eli. number one. You're right about that. Okay. Peyton's right behind him. Drew Brees, Brady, and Rodgers round out the, t- the top five. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't have to do it. Like I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's how they feel when they got that kind of money, Mark. You could offer me a money. fraction of that, and I will gladly do. <laughs> Mark, them boys got other money, bro. They got other kind of money, dog. It it will be interesting to see if he has something else up his sleeve. Keep an eye on that. No, nah, they they did say they wanted to get Al Michaels. Like it 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 wasn't just Peyton Manning. Like yeah, it was somebody who was gonna work with them for it to work out. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it looks like NBC is gonna hang on to Al Michaels. I know that Mike Tirico is waiting in the wings there. Whenever Michaels decides to retire, I believe Michaels in his seventies now. So. That'll happen. I mean, they're Michaels and Tariqa are terrific announcers. And so that that's really important though, in terms they're, of they're a good they're a good point guards. Them two guys are Hall of Fame point guards when it comes down to be a commentator and being an analysis. Like I don't get I don't think people understand how hard it is to to work that TV and somebody's in your ear and you gotta know how to pronounce every name and not mess up and you gotta know the history of every player and organization. You know, Mike Tarico out, they just don't do football. Them boys do Olympics. <laughs> you know, so shout out to both of them. Like it ain't I ain't gotta know man, I gotta know every sport. So God dropped them on earth just to just to do what they do. That's why they're so good at it. Just want to give a quick shout out to the listeners and the sponsors of the Believe in Steelers podcast. You can listen to the Believe in Steelers podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, wherever. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Mike, this was fun. Let's We'll do this again here next week. Yes, Um, sir. Everyone stay safe out there. Social distance. Listen to the show again. Share it with your friends. If you have feedback for us, we'll leave our social media information in the show notes as well. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. See you next time. Take care and so long, everyone. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.